My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the The Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Hey, homegirl honeys. Welcome back to the Homegirl Hustlers podcast. We are on episode eight today and so happy to have you guys listening with us. Today's episode is going to be all about how to set personal and professional boundaries. Now, this topic is extremely important as it's something that we all face every single day when it comes to setting different boundaries for ourselves, for our health emotionally, um, but then also just for our mindset and our work and everything that affects our personal lives and professional lives as well. So Abby and I are going to go over a lot of different important, important things to think about when it comes to setting personal and professional boundaries and action steps to take to make sure you are setting the right, healthy, personal and professional boundaries for you. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Abby and she's going to start letting us know about where we need to start when it comes to how to set these boundaries. Thank you, Hannah, for that beautiful intro per usual. Um, When it comes to setting boundaries, I know that this is something a lot of people struggle with. Not setting boundaries for yourself can cause anxiety and cause even like depression because we are allowing a lot of external factors to influence us, our mood, um, our day to day and the things that we do. How to set personal and professional boundaries. First, I would say that you need to start with self-reflection, right? People always say set boundaries. Um, Someone yelled at me today and it pissed me off. I go to therapy and my therapist is like, why did it piss you off? Why didn't you set that emotional boundary? And I'm like, what? Someone literally screamed at me and attacked me. And it's like you felt attacked and you allowed yourself to react accordingly. That is an emotional boundary that you need to set. She's like, imagine if you just didn't care. Then what? then you wouldn't even be sitting here talking to me about it. And that is an example of setting an emotional boundary. Am I going to let this person get to me? Am I going to actually allow this to impact me? Am I going to let it define my self-worth? First step is to start with self-reflection. What is important to you? Because once they find out what's important to you, those lines will now no longer be something you will let people cross. So ask yourself what boundaries have been crossed in the past that you no longer want to be crossed. What's a boundary that has been crossed for you that you decided one day, I'm not going to let anyone cross this boundary anymore. This is not going to be a problem anymore because I'm setting my own boundary. That is a great question. Are you you wanting me to talk about personally or professionally or what are we going to start with here? Anna, you sound nervous. (laughs) And I think it's important, though, for everyone to know in this podcast that Abby is definitely so much better at this than I am because I struggle with setting these boundaries. I'm kind of the person that makes myself available a lot when it comes to making myself emotionally available personally or making myself available for clients when it may not be the best for my health or anxiety or whatever it is that I'm going through. I struggle with this. There's definitely practices that I've been putting in place that have helped with this. But Abby is definitely the guru when it comes to this. She's got great things from her therapist that has helped her when it comes to like putting strategies in place. 
um, and also great tips. So I think one thing for me, a boundary that I've been working through setting that has helped me is with time, like time with clients, I guess, for example, would be like time, for example, on the phone or, you know, conversations with them. When I have other meetings and my day can go late or when I have other things that I have set up after that, you kind of as a business owner want to prioritize that client because that's your form of revenue. That's your income. That's the that's, you know, the bread and butter. That's what you want to focus on those relationships with them. But at the same time, that can pour into a boundary. For example, if I had something planned with my family or my husband after that, now I can't go to anymore. Well, that just hurt my personal life when it comes to spending time with my family and my my emotional health and well-being. Or if that leads into another meeting and then I'm late with a business partner, I'm late with someone else, that affects that relationship. Things that I've been able to do to prevent that from happening and setting that boundary with clients would be to let them know, hey, I have X amount of time. I'm just letting you know that. I want to respect your time and then start the meeting and then start the conversation. So letting them know I have this amount of time. Now let's go ahead and begin. That lets them know early on it's respectful and that ensures that, hey, at this time, I'm going to have to leave because I have to do these other things. If you just let that just that meeting or that conversation continue to go on and bleed into something you had going on that can affect your mental health, that can affect your anxiety levels, that can affect your personal life or professional life in another way. That's a great way to kind of combat that and a strategy to put in place as a, as a small example on my end. I like that example because it, it leads us to our second step, which is set your boundaries before they can be crossed. So like, like you just said, you will state like, hey, I only have this amount of time or I only have this amount in me. Um, but something more extreme emotionally is I don't have the mental space to talk about this right now. To tell a friend, imagine how many people, because me, something about me, I will let people talk to me and like put all their woes on me and just talk about everything. And sometimes I have to ask myself, Abby, do you have the mental space to candle this right now? Can I? And then the hardest part is telling them, right? Making sure that they know that you have those boundaries set. But listen to that gut feeling. If you're uncomfortable, set those boundaries then and there. Don't allow patterns to form and people to constantly cross your boundaries and for you to get all frazzled and upset before making them known. I love how you mentioned don't allow patterns to be formed because those patterns are extremely hard to break once you have started them. This is something personally I had to learn in the business early on on a professional side of things. You as a salesman in any industry, you know, you want to make the relationship with clients. You want to be there 24-7. You've seen the TV shows, like, for example, in the office, right? We've all, most of us have seen the office where they are trying to get clients for their paper company. And they're like, I will be available morning, noon, and night. Anything you need, anytime, any place, anywhere, I'll be there. And you want to make these promises, right? Because you want their business. You want to build a relationship with them. You may have no ill intent. But what happens when they come to claim on that promise and it starts affecting your mental health, it starts draining you and you have this whole pattern that is now in play and the client, all they know about you is you're you're their man. You're available 24-7 so they can keep taking advantage of that and they will keep taking advantage of that because you have made yourself available. You've set that pattern. You've set that expectation. 
And now you kind of have to go backwards when that starts affecting your mental health, your work capacity, everything. When that starts affecting that poorly, you kind of have to go backwards with that client or with that business or whoever it is and kind of say, hey, you know, I am available. I do care about this. However, you know, however, I need to, you know, only work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or I'm working on your account. We can talk all day on this day to this day or however you want to go about that when it comes to setting that boundary with you you know, kind of making that known with them um, is important. But if you don't, you let that unhealthy pattern and expectation take place. And then you have to kind of go back and rewind it. So make your boundaries known, set that expectation before letting that pattern kind of preside. Our third step is do not expect others to mind read. Make your boundaries known. This is a big point. Personally, I'm from a Caribbean family, okay? We all pretend like we can just read each other's minds. Then we get mad when we can't. And it's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? It's like, you never told me you wanted that done. You never told me you wanted it done a specific way. And that's something that is really important when setting boundaries. If you don't let others know that, hey, I'm setting a healthy boundary for myself, then they're never going to know. They're going to still go about things how they know them to be. Two, if they still go about things how they want it to be, that's okay. That is not your problem. So you're saying if you make your boundaries known and they don't respect them, you're saying, hey, you can't take that blame on you. Yes, you may. That's the thing about setting a boundary. Like literally think about it as a door. And you lock the door and you put a sign on the door and you said, please do not cross this door. And someone kicks your door down. You know what it's your job to do? Put the door back up and say, get out, please. And thank you. Other people crossing your boundaries is not something that you need to internalize because that is why you set the boundary in the first place. But maybe that person is just not allowed anymore in that room. Like, okay, I just have to set a tighter boundary for you because you don't respect the boundaries I set for myself. Um, That is something that's really hard for me. I know that it was a challenge for me because I have people that kind of depend on me emotionally and will tell me, again, everything that's going on with them. And sometimes I can't take it. And so I'll tell them, like, hey, I don't have the mental space to talk about this right now. They don't care. They do. <laughs> you know, they have time. And so now I have to get on the phone with them and say like, hey, I only have five minutes. Hey, I have to go after a certain amount of time. Hey, this is really important to me, but I'm going to have to call you back when I do have that mental space. So they might kick my door down over and over and over again. I just have to find different ways to put it up and stay true to myself when it comes to those boundaries. I love that. Going to more of a personal example, you kind of talked about your friends, but let's go into family even for a second, because I think this is something that's relatable to everyone personally is not expecting others to mind read. You kind of expect your parents, significant others, friends, family members to kind of know you and like you can get mad and be like, you should have known that would make me mad or you should have known my boundary. You should have known this. You should have known this. And then that can cause arguments that can cause issues. And that's something that I am still personally like having to work on day by day on a personal basis, even like with my parents. I love my parents so much. 
But if something happens that's I'm like, oh, like I'm not okay with that or that affects me poorly, I can't expect them to just know that. I can't expect them to read my mind and know that what they were going to do. Even with my husband, I love Andrew Depp. And sometimes the things that he says or does really affects me negatively or will cause an argument or I will be like, how do you know? How could you not know that would make me mad, right? I feel like girls say that all the time with their with their boyfriends or with their husbands or significant others, whoever it may be. We say, how could you not? How could you not know that would make me mad? Like you knew I would get mad when you did that. You can't always expect them to just know. Sometimes something happens or something comes out of their mouth or they do something that makes you angry or hurts you in whatever which way. You can't expect them to know that. All you can do is control your reaction and say, hey, that hurt me or that made me feel this way and here's why and set that boundary with them and say, hey, I'd like appreciate, you know, if that didn't happen again or if you kind of phrased it this way because this is how I took it or have an open, honest, calm conversation instead of just reacting and expecting them to know your boundaries and expecting them to have already read your mind and know that was going to bother you because they probably didn't and then you could have avoided a whole situation. So I think personally, that's something that's really important is to not expect other people to just already know you a thousand percent. Like they they don't, even if they are your family, your friends, significant others, they're always going to be learning. Just like you're always going to be learning about them. Don't expect them to mind read and let them know in a calm way, hey, th- this is my boundary or the way you said this made me feel this way or whatever, you know, and that's something Abby's, Abby's helped me with too. Sometimes though, like just explaining yourself, it makes you feel vulnerable. It makes you feel like you are, you're also kind of admitting to your weaknesses when you're setting these boundaries. And that is honestly, that's why people say like pride is the devil, because that is something that will stop you from even explaining your boundaries. Do you know there's times the people closest to me will cross the line? There are times I will with tears in my eyes force myself to just explain myself because I know it's hard for me because I'm making myself vulnerable. I'm telling you, I have this weak point where I don't want this line to be crossed and you just cross the line. I'm just asking you to respect that line. And you're also putting yourself in a place where people can say like, I don't want to cross that. I don't, I don't care. You're, you're making yourself vulnerable. And I think that's sometimes the hardest part of setting boundaries. I want to, again, touch on that because you're so right. I am from a culture and like just my family and the way that I am. I'm not a typical person who likes to admit my weaknesses when it comes to pride and not saying that I'm one of a kind because that's literally so many people we as humans are like that. There's some people that are just more sensitive and talk about their feelings and talk about their vulnerabilities and talk about it like it's no big deal. But there is a large majority of people that are similar to me when it comes to if I let them know what hurts me that's a huge deal with me because now they know what makes me, what bothers me and they could use that against me potentially. Obviously, you want to trust the people you love and you think, oh, they're not going to, but it's hard to have those conversations. It's hard to say, hey, this is what bothers me and this is what hurts me and this is why it hurts me because you don't want to appear weak. You don't want to appear like you're this sensitive person, a guy or a girl. Like You don't want to appear that 
you are this weak, sensitive person. So you kind of want to stand up and get defensive. And that causes walls and that causes issues and that causes harm. Honestly, most of the time when we get defensive and I am the first to say that I will put up a wall and get defensive when it comes to a lot of things in my life. And that's something that I'm learning and growing through. I'm aware of it. And just, again, constantly learning and growing through and saying, okay, you know, even with a friendship, there was a friendship where I had to be like, I did not want to vocalize those boundaries with that specific friend because I knew they weren't respecting it, that I like smaller ones that I'd already set, they were not respecting it. And I had to look at that situation and say, okay, I know that this person is not in the place where they're understanding these boundaries that I've set for myself. For whatever reason, it could be a numerous amount of reasons. Maybe they're not mature enough to understand that emotionally intelligent part of like what setting boundaries, why why setting boundaries is important and they don't have boundaries set for themselves. So they're not going to respect yours. And you need to sit there and not blame them and get mad at them. No, no, no. You need to sit there and say, okay, I'm understanding where this person's at emotionally and mentally. I'm understanding that they're not respecting the, the little boundaries that I've tried to set. So I need to distance myself and I need to kind of distance myself and make sure I'm really standing by the boundaries that I've set, keeping those boundaries that I have, I've um, wanted to put in place. And I need to know emotionally with myself, let's distance myself, you know, let's take a step back. And I think that's important as well. It is important. I think it is hard. It's human nature. Like, we don't want to seem weak. We don't. It's survival of the fittest out here, okay? <laughs> like, we're not trying to. It's easier to get mad at someone than to, than to tell them you are at fault and you want to confess to your faults yourself. In the long run, I've found that setting those boundaries, it just, it helps more in the long run. It helps protect you more in the long haul rather than standing up and showing your feathers and being big. Abby, too, because I know you've talked to me about this before, but can you also touch on like an instance in your life, either personally or professionally, where, you know, like you said, you've, you've gone to therapy and you've gotten some great like strategies and tactics and you've kind of talked through these, these instances with yourself and, and your therapist. Like, can you touch on like either one or two great ways that you've been able to put those boundaries in place and like what that looks like? So one thing that I struggled with emotionally was being receptive to accepting love. And it sounds really weird because like everyone loves love and everyone wants to feel love. I was like, I could do without that. Like, I'm fine on my own. I love myself. Like, that's all I need. But as humans, you do need connection and you do need like people around to a certain extent. Otherwise, we'd all sink and drown and die. But... I realized I I was taking on people's emotional burdens to show them love. And that also shows professionally, because when you want to help someone with their business, you're taking on their burdens. They're telling you all their problems. And you're like, you know what? I need to fix it. I'm going to be the superhero today and I'm going to save you and you're going to love me back. And that is personally and professionally That is a lot for you to take on because you're already taking on your own and then you take on one person's and then you get more friends and you take on all their friends. Same thing with businesses. We have one client. We take on one client. Oh, yeah, we can take this on. I can fly in twice a month and I can take care of your whole sales staff and teach them everything they need to know while managing your social media. I got you. Okay, now you get a second client. Then you get a third. Then you get a fourth. 
And it's like, you need to tell, you need to be direct with what you're signing up. First, you need to realize that showing love is not taking on people's emotional burdens. And I'm telling you, when my therapist told me that, because I was saying I don't want to be too much of an emotional burden for others. She's like, why do you think that's your job to not be an emotional burden? I'm like, because like when I give myself people, they might be burdened by me and everything that I am because I'm a lot. And that's a lot, Abby. That is not just you, but that is so many people, regardless of what you're going through. We that, that they have that mindset of I'm a lot. And she had to tell me like, Abby, you are choosing to share what you want to share. It is up to them how they want to accept it. You're not a lot until someone makes you a lot. And that's on them. They have, that's their choice. They have control over how they accept those things. And then she goes, if you feel that way, how are you receiving others? Are you setting emotional boundaries for yourself with others? And I was like, dang, I am not. I absolutely am not. And when it becomes too much, so when I'm that person that's saying other people are too much, it's not that they're too much. It's that I am allowing it to impact me way too much. And I'm internalizing it and I am making it my own when it's not. But I'm choosing to do those things. And we, we don't, don't think, think of it as a choice, it. though. We're like, oh, I'm just being there for a friend or I'm just being there for them or they hired me. So I have to No, you are choosing to and you have to choose every day to do everything you do. You have to tell yourself like, hey, I am choosing to do this right now. If it's giving you anxiety, I am choosing to do this right now. And so I guess it's like the best example I have because that was like a very like big epiphany for me. Like, oh, I just take on a lot and I choose to. I'm so happy you talked about that because that brought up something that I actually watched a video on from David Goggins. I don't know if you guys listening have heard about David Goggins or read his book or have just seen him around because he's really big and he's really motivation. He's known as like the hardest man in the world, like with his mindset. Um, he's an extremely, extremely motivational man. He, um, I mean, you guys can read up on him on everything that he's accomplished and done, but he talks about there was a period of time in his life where he was overweight. He was working dead end jobs, just kind of going nowhere. I mean, he was just, just, you know, struggling through life and he saw a commercial about, I can't remember if it was the Navy or Marines or Navy SEALs or what commercial it was, but he was watching these guys and he was like, wow, like they're taking control of their life and they're inspiring and motivational. He realized amongst a lot of other things that there was a lot of things in his life that he was putting blame on other people for instead of taking the choice of and the responsibility himself and realizing I need to choose these boundaries for myself. So for example, like with his dad, he has like a, a very, you know, struggling relationship with his dad. And he talks about that in his book and in some videos, but he had a, a bad relationship with his dad. And he would blame his dad for a lot. He's like, I had to stop blaming other people around me and realize that that was my choice and realize I have to work to not put blame on other people and to only control what's in my, what's in my control, like to only choose to control what I can control. And so he went and he and he, you know, got got some closure and stuff with his dad and he started working on his life and step by step by step started taking back control of his life. 
But he realized you can't blame other people. For example, and then going right off that with me and, you know, my parents, and I I, kind of use this in a small example earlier, but to touch on that, something that they say could trigger me and I could be like, "Mm, I want to get mad. I want to get defensive. That bothers me. That hurt me or something that they said affected me this way and blame them. But I take a step back and remember, I'm choosing how to control that. And I can't assume that they are going to read my mind and know how that took. So I need to control what I can control, which is my reaction. And instead of freaking out, getting mad, causing issues or whatever it may be, I need to calmly state that boundary and be able to have that conversation and take control of that. And I got inspiration from him because he's like, I stopped blaming people. Like someone could say the worst thing to him and he's like, okay, well, that's on them, not me. That's that's on them. I'm going to control how I take that. I'm going to control how I internalize that. I set that boundary for myself. You can set the boundary of how you react to people's comments to you, how you react to people's feedback to you. You can set that boundary. Hey, that feedback, I'm going to I'm going to decide that I'm not going to take it that personally. I'm going to set that boundary for myself. Just like you said, Abby, you are an emotional burden on people. You were thinking that, but your therapist pointed out that that's how actually they take you, just like that's how you take others. Someone may think that they're an emotional burden on you, but you may not because sometimes you'll take it. Sometimes you'll be like, yeah, I have the mental space to to help you with that burden, to pray with you or to be there with you or to hold you accountable. I, I can help you through that. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're going through it and you know you can't handle that and you set that boundary. But regardless, you take control of that boundary and you get to control how you react and how you let what other people say or do to you affect you. So I thought that was really cool. And that's something that I'm still continuously working on applying in my life. I'm glad you're working on it. Me too. I talk about it and I know you give me all the credit in the world. Like I'm some guru, but I'm working on it every single day. Like we, there's something that is healing from like emotional scars and things that you're conditioned to know as the right thing. That's a process. It's not something that just happens. And it's only going to get more complicated because you talk about the boundaries that you have. Well, what happens when you get married and now have to set boundaries with in-laws and now have to set boundaries with a husband or a wife or a significant other? Like what happens when you have kids? You know what I mean? Like your life is only going to get more complex as you go and add people to your life. And if you don't have those boundary setting strategies and know yourself then it can get hard on your relationships. You want to have healthy relationships personally and professionally. How do you do that? You know yourself, you consistently work on yourself and you calmly like make sure you set those boundaries so that you don't have a breakdown, so that you don't struggle like with this, with the anxiety, you like you need to set boundaries for your anxiety so that you don't struggle with that anxiety and so that it doesn't get worse so that you can have healthy relationships and not have them blow up in your face. There's that's why it's preventative. Mm-hmm. And that is huge. Like how you just said, you might struggle with anxiety because you let people cross your boundaries. That's something that I had to like write down to remind myself that some people cross the lines. I had to remind myself not standing by your boundaries is equivalent to sacrificing your needs. When I told myself that, I'm like, Abby. You are sacrificing your needs right now by letting this person cross your boundary. Are you okay with that? It slows everything down. Well, because we want to be superhuman. We want to be superhuman and we want to take everything on. Like you're saying, like you're like, okay, I can do that. 
But being superhuman, like you said, you're sacrificing your need. You're sacrificing your emotional and mental health. Exactly. And so it's important to consistently stand by your boundaries and and just make that promise to yourself. Because otherwise, personally, professionally, however it is, you're you're letting lines get crossed and you're not comfortable with it. And it's adding it's adding stress to your life that you don't need. I love that because it's thinking about too, like you said, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, preventative, but you may not think the boundary you might like I've I can't tell you how many times I've told Abby in the past working through boundaries of like, it's not a big deal. It's just this one time. Like they need me and it's midnight or 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just this one time. Or, oh, I know I set this boundary, but it's it's just one time. It's okay. Well, then again, you've broken that boundary. You haven't stood by your boundary. And now they know it's okay to cross those lines. And now they know it's okay to, to change expectations. And that's when, again, anxiety can set in. If you struggle with anxiety and stress and you've already put these boundaries in place and you break them, your anxiety and stress could get worse and worse and worse. And then that affects your relationships and that affects your emotional health and your mental health. I mean, it's just like one thing after another. It's like a, what's that called effect? A domino domino effect? effect. I like that you mentioned that because it's important. Like the last point that we had is that you need to remember that you can add or remove from your boundaries whenever you please. So like when you do cause a habit to form, when you do let clients call you at midnight, and then the next time they call you at midnight, you answer. And the next time you answer, but the fourth time you're like, okay, this is too far. It is okay to say it at that point. This is too far. No, I mean, don't say it like that, but like, <laughs> hey, we can't do this anymore. That's it. I know you got into a habit of doing this with me, but we can't do it anymore. Set the boundary then and there. It's never too late. It is never too late to set a boundary. And it really is asking yourself, is this something that I need? Do I need this for my sanity? Do I need it for the betterment of myself? And if you can say yes and set the boundary then and there, if they're like, well, I need a, I need a marketing agency who's going to answer my calls at midnight, then you need to accept that they might go. But who is more important, you and your mental health and who you are in your sanity, in your creative space or them? Some people might answer it's them. Okay, then you need to accept that you're sacrificing your needs for them. But if you can say that you are more important in that situation, then stand strong by your boundaries and do not budge. I always, I'm a worst case scenario kind of girl. I will always be like, okay, worst case scenario, I lose this client. I lose $4,000 a month. Can I lose $4,000 a month? Yes. No. You know, like you have to just answer those questions for yourself because you are putting those things over you. You're putting them over yourself. You're prioritizing other things over yourself. Are you okay with that? Is it actually worth it? And going off of that, again, remembering the domino effect of once you let them prioritize themselves over you, how does that affect you? It may seem like, yes, I'm okay with that because I will do anything for my business. Go hard or go home. I'm all in. And I am that person, guys. Like if you're that person, go all in, head over feet, feet over head, whatever, whatever you want to say, whatever that saying is, whatever you want to call it, I am that person. But when that happens and you prioritize other people in front of yourself, 
it is going to affect your stress levels. It is going to affect your mental health. It is going to affect your relationships personally and professionally. Unfortunately, most of the time in a negative way. And then your quality of work is going to suffer. This is going to suffer. This is going to suffer. This is going to suffer. And then you're just suffering in personal life and professional life when you could have just set a boundary. And when it comes to examples of these boundaries, I know Abby and I have kind of talked personally and professionally what those look like. But another example could be working hours. This is a really hard one if you're starting a business because you have to be willing to put in the hours and to put in the work. I'm reading a book right now. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening know who this is, Gary Vee. He has Crush It and then Crushing It and some other books. He's a great motivational guy, inspirational guy, knows a lot about marketing. He even says he is go hard, go home, man. If you read or listen to him, he is like all in. But he even says, I will make time for my family. I will make time for dinner with my family. And you as a business owner, if you have kids or if you have a marriage or if you have whatever, you will still make time for them. But then he says, I also, though, get up before them. That time isn't lost. That doesn't mean, oh, when I get home, you know, 5 p.m. and it's time to get at my side hustle, time to grind. I'm going to throw it all away for my family and then not get to it. No, he says, I'm going to set that boundary with myself and my family. I'm going to give them my two hour period of time when I get home. And then I'm going to wake up a little bit earlier when I know that they are asleep and I'm not missing out time with them. And then I'm going to work on that side hustle. So instead of letting his family slowly fall apart because he's not spending any time with them, he's just rearranging his time and setting a boundary with himself. What happens if he starts breaking that boundary and his work eats away and eats away and eats away at his family time? And then his marriage struggles. Then his relationship with his kids struggle. Then all these things, it's like, again, domino effect. So that's another great example of, hey, I'm trying to do a side hustle. I want to give it my all, but I know I'm not Superman. I'm not Superwoman. I'm not a superhero. I can't handle it all. Like it sucks being vulnerable, but it's the truth. And if you don't want any personal relationships in your life, then, okay, that's you. Like that's your thing. I personally do value my friends and my family and my, my marriage. And that's something that I am going to prioritize. Does that mean that I'm going to have to sometimes struggle on some sleep and I'm going to prioritize my business on different hours? Yes, but I've set those boundaries so that I can continue to have a healthy relationship with those people. So it can look like a lot of different things personally and professionally when we're trying to give you guys examples of what this looks like with clients or with your family or with your friends. And Abby and I talked about this in a previous podcast, but when you're in a really busy stage of life and you're launching something and you need to tell them, hey, just letting you guys know, for the next few months, I am working on this big project in my life and it's going to be a priority. It's taking up a lot of my time. So on these weekends, I won't be able to go out and get a beer with you guys like I typically do. I will have to maybe only do that one weekend a month or I won't be able to go on these trips with you guys because my financial resources right now are being put somewhere else. I love you guys. I want to keep up with you. I wish you guys the best time. I'm going to stay in touch with you. Just know that that's my situation right now. If you don't do that and then ditch them, beat around the bush with them and go under the rug with them or just become non-existent with them, that causes issues in your relationships and your friendships. And you're not emotionally mature or mentally like mature enough to be able to state what's going on in your life and just let people know. People are understanding. And if they're not respecting of your boundaries and not understanding, then like I said before, set distance. I think that's a good example, like especially professionally. 
it's it's different. Like this is a very difficult thing to do. And honestly, like if I didn't know how I did this, I would go crazy and I would just feel like crap all the time because I would never feel understood because I never made my boundaries known. Thank you for elaborating there, Hannah. I think that that's like it for our list. A few of the main points that we want to just touch on are first start with self-reflection. So ask yourself what's important to you. Um, Then go ahead and set those boundaries before they can be crossed. So you don't have to wait until you're uncomfortable and it happens over and over and over again. Listen to your gut feeling. Don't allow the patterns to form and allow people to cross your boundaries. Set those boundaries before they can be crossed. Third, we have do not expect others to mind read. So make your boundaries known. Make people know that, hey, I'm setting a healthy boundary for myself. I really would love if you respected it. If you don't respect it, then I'm sorry to hear that. I will have to set a stronger boundary with you. Um, But make sure that you do not expect others to mind read. Consistently stand by your boundaries. Yeah, rules are meant to be broken, but lines are not meant to be crossed. It'll only hurt you in the long run. It's not going to hurt the other person. They're the ones crossing the line. Uh, So stand by your boundaries. It's also important to be respectful about the way that you set the boundaries. And I think we we haven't really talked about that yet. And I just want to make a point before we end about it's really important to be respectful about how you talk about the boundaries, because, again, you're not really responsible on how people like take it. But you if you want to be, you know, a kind, caring human being, you're not just going to say, here's my boundaries by you say, hey, like, you know, in a nice, calm, kind way, let them know about your boundaries and then then have them respect them instead of just kind of rudely or argumentatively stating them and then just walking away like that's not don't be passive aggressive with it. That is huge. I had that happen last week with one of my cousins who's so, so, so close to me. She like did something and I was offended by it. I had to set the boundary right then and there. But instead of like getting in an argument or saying it like, hey, that wasn't cool. Don't do it again. I asked her the first thing I asked her was, why did you do that? And it wasn't even like, a, why did you do that? It was like, why did you do that? I want to hear you out first before I tell you my boundary. And she told me, well, I wanted to, I thought that it would be better for you because blank and blank and blank. And she gave me all her reasons. And I said, I understand, but I don't, I, I don't need that. She didn't understand. So she got defensive and she's like, I was doing it because I thought this and this and this. And I literally was like, I understand where you're coming from. And I understand why you insisted on doing that. But I do not want that line crossed. And I gave her my reasons and she literally stopped and she goes, wow, I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And that was it. But if I didn't respectfully state that, she would have been like offended because she would have thought that I had bad intent and was like shaming her. Um, by setting my setting my boundaries at those points. Or then this can apply to you if you're in college and you're living with roommates too and you're trying to like set new boundaries because you're living with people and you're you're going through a new stage of life. How do you set those boundaries, you know, with the people that you want to be like friends with? It has to be done in like like Abby said, a calm, understanding, kind way, not in a passive aggressive way, 
not in a rude argumentative way, not in a defensive way. Like you need to be at that mindset, at that calm, cool, collective mindset when you're setting the boundaries, especially too with clients professionally on that, on that, you know, spectrum. You are you have to be honest and open with your clients when it comes to those boundaries, but respectfully, kind, understanding, and calm, not in a mode of defensiveness, not in a mode of anger, because that could go south real quick. So I just thought, like you said, it's really important personally and professionally when you're setting these boundaries to watch your tone, check your mindset before you go into that conversation. If you're going to be defensive and you're going to be argumentative and you're going to be rude and you're going to be passive aggressive with it, then kind of simmer down, take a deep breath, check yourself, wait, and then go into it when you have a better mindset, because then you can have a nice, open, calm conversation and it can be done. And that's it. Instead of hurting that relationship further. So with that being said, Abby and I, you guys know the drill. We have a hard time saying goodbye. We could go on and on about boundaries, personally, professionally, but we feel like we gave you guys a great set of points to go over when it comes to how to effectively set personal and professional boundaries. Of course, if you have any other questions or need anything else, please feel free to reach out to us via Instagram, our private Facebook group. Check us out there where you can follow us to learn more about all this stuff and to get involved in our community. Also, if you haven't already downloaded and been subscribing and listening to our podcast, what are you waiting for? You got to be a part of the community and stay involved in everything that we have coming for you guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you guys next week and on, on Wednesday for our next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.